Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan, Keith Steigert, Uber Reader, and Romance Junkie. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. Oh, I love stale candy corn. You want some? Like I'm going to break a tooth stale? No, no, just from last year. Just a little chewy. I want I want a couple little tiny. You can take that right back. You know what it tastes like? It tastes almost like those wax lips yeah. that you used to get when you were younger. Mmm, wax lips. Delicious. Do you mm. like candy corn, Keith? Nope. Damn this it. is like the cheap candy corn we used to get at the store. That was um, on clearance every year, probably because it was left over from last year. You know, I really like, you know, I, I have a thing about certain stale candies. I love stale marshmallows. They're like my favorite thing ever. Stale peeps. But here they don't get truly stale like the ones from home because up in Wyoming it's so dry mm-hmm. that if you mm-hmm. leave the bag open... They turn into rocks, and then you crunch into them, and it's like, oh, and they're so good. Here, you can leave the bag open forever, and they just get sticky. Yeah, they just melt. It's really kind of a bummer. But stale candy corn goes really well with a latte. No. It's a good pairing. Mm. There's a little cinnamon in the latte, and it's just perfect. Mm. Happy Halloween-y. I love candy corn, but I draw the line at stale candy corn, I think. Your nails are even candy corny. Yeah, they are. They were like that last week. I did them like the beginning yeah, of October. The Thanksgiving stuffing candy corn, Megan? Uh, no, but I've heard about it. Uh, my favorite murder, I think, was talking about it. I've seen it, but I don't... I, they said they weren't very good. Yeah, I really can't think of anything worse than Thanksgiving stuffing flavored candy corn. Because candy corn's pretty gross anyway. wonder who sits around and thinks of that shit. But let's make candy corn, but let's make it taste like Thanksgiving stuffing. It's because I'm sitting here crunching candy corn. I didn't want to. Yeah, because it's hard as a rock. It's not that hard. It's it's one one month shy of hard as a rock. <laughs> Sometimes Just put it in the okay microwave. It's hard. Ah! <laughs> Actually, like I said, it's better if it's hard. That pretty much goes mm. for almost everything. <laughs> eh. I mean, if you if you think about it not all no ice no. cream is not good hard and because, neither is like a well, yeah because it's really frozen yeah but it shouldn't be like break your tooth hard true milky way i don't want like we're talking a level of hardness like <laughs> yeah i like a frozen milky way though i was gonna say i was about to say i don't like frozen caramel but if you eat like just the squares of caramel that's still that's not like milky way caramel so. yeah but yeah. those in the refrigerator oh, oh. those are rough yeah no yeah. you can't put the squares and in the... i like um snickers in the refrigerator but not the freezer but i like three musketeer bars frozen have you ever had a frozen Three Musketeer oh, bar? Yes. Oh my God, they're awesome. No. What you do is you get those little mm. snack size ones, so you don't have to try to break it apart because oh, yeah. you're not biting you into that shit. Into it. Then you don't get. Bad thing about it. Then a you just candy suck bar it. Is that if you try to? I love a fro- frozen <laughs> so Charleston <good>. chew. <laughs> have you ever had a frozen Charleston chew? No, but I bet yeah. that's good. Oh. Oh my God, those are the best. I just but love when Bonnie to... says something half dirty. She makes this sly look like, did anyone catch it? <laughs> I no, missed well, it. I missed it. I know it sounded dirty, but I was thinking in my head about sucking a candy bar. I know. And <laughs> so that was my delighted look, not my sly look. I was like, oh. <laughs> Who gets them? But now we know that her delighted look and her dirty look are very similar. <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. We'll but try then it. it would be like closer. People would be able to see me. <laughs> I'd have to try harder. All three of us will be this close together. But we don't re- we don't record the screen that often anyway, I unless know. it's something we like never record unless screen. it's something we know we're going to post, like we're discussing something in particular. Maybe I just want to look nice for Keith. Oh, brown chicken. You always look nice for me. She's not even looking. Know. She's like, I'm half tempted to just. <laughs> I'm over you. Podcast <laughs> from this couch over here. That's a nice little couch, isn't it? Yeah, I love it. My when microphone my... and headphones would reach there. <laughs> I kind of love it when my son's girlfriends leave extra furniture laying around. Well, I could go sit over there, but I'd probably <laughs> fr- fall asleep like as soon as I sat down, like I do at home. It's a futon. Yes, nice. Oh, P.S. I like his new girlfriend. 
His new girlfriend is so... Did you get to meet her? Yes. yes. She was here last week. What the hell? She was here at the house. She was, she, I haven't even met her yet. She came up and shook oh, my hand and when she introduced herself. She's very cute. She was very cute. Mm-hmm. Hold on, I'll show you because he gave. He me- she did the same thing when Martha's other friends came over. She got up, She's went over, and shook their hands. So, yes. She's so polite. They're cute together. Oh, mm-hmm. They are, aren't they? They're super cute together. They have adorable kids. I hope they wait a couple of years to have adorable kids. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like what have they been dating five minutes and we're already married them off with children? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's- it's just weird that I think of those things when I see a couple. I'm like, they would not have pretty children. Kind of like, um, what is that? Lose a guy in 10 days where she photoshops. Oh, and yeah. What their kids yeah. would look like. Yes. And they're just like, God awful. <laughs> that's like in my head all that the time. That was like the early <laughs> days scary. of Photoshop too. I'd actually love to see that scene now. Like I bet the kids' pictures would look so much better. Oh, yeah, now. I'm sure. I'm sure. But you know what's really funny is if you see some people with their kids, their kids are little cherubs and they're trolls. Have you ever seen some yes. seriously ugly people with beautiful children? Yes. Yes. And then they grow up to be trolls. It's so, like you were so cute when yeah, you were exactly. a baby. So it's really yeah. not, it just doesn't work out. No. It's like a bad horror Although novel. I've seen the reverse <laughs> be true too. I mean, I've seen some like really like like the Seinfeld baby where you're just like, oh, and then they grow into like a very good looking person. True. I'm like, thank God, because that was going to be a scary child. If you grew yeah. up Here at Three Book Girls, we say the things you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's not very nice of us. That's why we're the most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. But I'm bumped. At trick or treat, treat time, you're like, oh, what a cute you mask. You cannot talk. Trick or treat? Trick or treat. At trick or treat time when the kids come up like and you're like, oh, I like beer mask. And you're like, I'm not wearing one. <laughs> <laughs> this is the episode where Martha and Vani forget how to word. <laughs> trick or treat is interesting. Trick though. or treat. Listen, didn't I just say that I fell asleep before I got here? I was asleep on the Zoom call last night. You know what I did today? What did you do today? I popped, I popped some tags. Got $20 in my pocket. I went to the thrift store. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I was so confused. What? Thank you. I've never heard that song. No, I have, but I don't think I ever like, I'm going to pop it, some. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. $20 in my pocket. Yeah. But yeah. The, I went to the thrift I don't think the anyone's ever used it in context. Is very different than yeah. us singing it True. for sure. I went to the thrift store because, you know, I'm, I went back to work. And when I went to try on my blazer that I had from before oh, COVID from fit. BC, my arms are too fat. <laughs> mm. Welcome to my life so every day. So then I'm looking up how much a oh, fucking right? blazer costs. And it's like 50 bucks. No, hundred like bucks. 80 yeah. to 100 bucks. A, a good blazer. Yeah. So I'm like, it's a radio station. I You're don't want to spend that kind of money. So I went. Do to you the, wear a blazer to work? I do occasionally. Uh, why? Uh, because really? Well, yeah, because you know when I I do that interview show that I do uh, with nonprofits and they bring their CEOs in and all that. Oh, because they're coming in now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, okay. they haven't yet, but they are going to be they coming will. back in. So I kind of need to look professional. That makes sense. I always just think of DJs in jeans and T-shirts. Well, that's what we wear 99.9% of the time. Gotcha. Except for Tyler. He comes in in basketball shorts. Well, <laughs> yeah. and slides. The sports, the sports people, you can't count them. They're the their world. own universe. <laughs> Yeah, I was productive this morning. I cleaned three of my five rooms in my house. Oh, no. I got up and was productive before I fell asleep again. Oh, okay. I went to uh, go try to give blood. Well, actually, plasma. Plasma. So I was there for like two and a half hours, and they couldn't find a vein. Uh, so I ended up not being able to oh. give plasma. And like the the lady was like so irritated, not with me, but she kept asking me, who looked at your arms? Who said what vein to use? I'm like, I don't know. The lady up front. <laughs> You're like the nurse lady whose job it is to find my veins. It's like, I've never had I just had make a... up names. I'm like, Kathy. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, Kathy. It Karen. It, it was bitch. Karen up front. <laughs> that <Karen>. bitch, Ethel. <laughs> <laughs> just start pulling old lady names. Bertha. Damn you, Ethel. Fucking Bertha, man. Edwina. <laughs> I actually knew an Edwina and she was amazing. I knew two Edwinas. They even had two people come over and try to get stuff out of my arms and it wasn't happening, man. Wasn't hap- my body would not give it up the plasma. plasma. 
I think we, maybe we should tourniquet your ass and see what we can find. Wow. Apparently, I have nice. nothing in my veins right now. Just ice. Ice. Ice, baby. Well, how in the hell are we going to talk about getting vampires up in here? If you got no, well, we were just talking worry. about your veins. I'm disappointed. Vein. The vampires. She did. Maybe that's why she didn't have any blood to the vampire. They community. even were paying for for her blood, and well, she they, couldn't even. Yeah, they still paid me. Oh, that sucks. But they paid me for nothing. <laughs> so really, you nice. came out ahead that's of this the, game. That's the yeah. best. Got 130 bucks for them to dig around in my arm for a minute and then holy shit you get 130 bucks i yeah. think you get like a five dollar gift card no for plasma. no for plasma. That's not a plasma it's like a more. business yeah for, it's called biolife where you go give plasma. because they sell the plasma really? for yeah. like medicines yeah. and stuff really lucrative yeah. so the next wow. appointment i get like 185 dollars if they find Holy your crap. fucking vein, I'm sure they're not yeah, going right. to pay you for nothing twice. Well, if they if I make it all the way to the chair and they can't find my vein because their dumbasses don't know how to do, do you it, you got to drink a lot of water before you go. There Ugh. were vampires, and I'm not saying they're not. That would be a really smart gig, like to just you know be like, oh yeah, we need plasma, um, and we're donating it Did and we're know using it the, for like research. The CEO, I'd be all right with selling my my blood to a vampire the ceo of the oklahoma blood institutes says to me when i'm doing interviews all the time that he's a vampire he says it all the time really and i'm like truth in advertising i bet that guy is a vampire right he's just it, why hide it he's a, he works yeah. with the, he's people the head of the blood institute him. people give him blood for free well i mean if you think about it you know vampires are supposed to be these scary creepy people but they have to depend on other people for their food so really they do it out of necessity nowadays they don't have to do it out of necessity they can just go to a blood bank grab a couple bags and there you go and what better way to do it is to work for the blood bank yeah well and we yeah. in the reading rivalry chat taylor said they kept giving her funny looks at work because that she kept calling it the blood mobile or something didn't she say that in the key yeah, and i was like it's better than calling it like the vampire drive through I, like, <laughs> <laughs> I call it the blood mobile is, is yeah. that not what it's supposed to be i don't know i've always called it the blood mobile but i was like what Same. else are you gonna call it like that's vampire in and out like what vampire in and out that sounds more like a something something a little something something but I, mean, I don't know what else you'd call it other than the, the blood in mobile. in and out, Jesus, Megan. <laughs> You've been doing that on the side. <laughs> I'm still searching for Edward Cullen. Well, in Vampire Excuse Diaries, me, they, in there. Uh, yeah. they, need to they talk to him for a use second. blood bank Yeah, they do. Blood. I mean, it's a smart. It's smart. Yeah. In True Blood, in the book anyways, I don't know about the movie, they use yep. Yep. donated yep. blood. Well, and so, so do the Carlisles and yeah. when they have Bella with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. So. Well, True Blood, they have like blood bar. Don't they have like they have their it's own the Cullen's they brand of synthetic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They have synthetic blood. Ah! Yeah. You're right. Bonnie just corrects that the Carlisles instead of the Cullens. The Cullens. <laughs> Carlisle uses. Carlisle uses it for. Yeah. For Bella. Bella. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are speaking in <laughs> fucking tongues over there. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> I had mimosas at brunch. It's their own religion. Oh, Oh, now it's all clear. Cups. That's why. I thought about wearing a sweatshirt today because I was cold at home, and I'm like, no, it's going to be a hundred degrees in that room. I might take it off as we. I got cold. That's why I put it back on. I got cold. I'll probably end up taking it back off. It's because I make her nervous. She's sitting so close. Raising my blood pressure. Oh my god. In a good way or a bad way, we get to be determined. (laughs) Dude, get a room, okay? (laughs) So what are you doing after this? Hey girl. (laughs) Stripping off their clothes. (laughs) Megan and Bonnie are really close today. Listen, we're both single, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, not that there's anything wrong with that. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Martha's trying to be in the holiday spirit because she's got her spooky three book girl shirt on. And eating year old stale candy corn. Hey, this candy corn is awesome. No, I don't. I like. Don't, don't, my, don't diss my. So chewy I, candy I don't think corn. they have candy corn in Australia because my friend Carly might need to move there. Then my friend Carly was like, I was talking about candy corn, and she's like, "What exactly is candy corn?" So I'm gonna get a bag and save it for when she's here in May, so she can experience candy corn. Well, we tried to do that for Carolina in Argentina, just and yeah. it just we tried to mail her candy corn, and it just didn't work because they're. They stole it. System is all messed up there for anytime you try to send anything from anywhere else to Argentina, those fuckers. So 
They want money. Everything mm-hmm. down there is about the money. Yep. But yeah, so I got to go remember to go to the store and buy an extra bag that I'm not going to eat that I will save. <laughs> keep close. She's going to put it in a uh, a time capsule. Yes. <laughs> She's to bury it in her backyard so she won't I told her, I was like, it's like sugar with honey and it's like hardened. I did not like describe it. You were like, it tastes like ass. No, it's like, you hey. did Oh, man. It tastes like sweet ass. Sweet ass. Don't forget <laughs> the sweet ass. It's it tastes the like best. some beaver butt. It, it's funny we like i've said yeah. before oh no <laughs> does not that's exactly Although, what that's it exactly like. what it tastes like it it's vanilla like honey, no it's honey uh, honey, honey honey beaver ass no because there's some vanilla nice. in here oh, you no. know there is vanilla no yes it's just no it's just great and it ain't the kind that comes from the cool vanilla beans no nope. like if definitely the, comes the beaver, from beaver and the ass. honeybee got together why are you trying that would be one to sweet fucking ass. Ruin <laughs> one sweet ass i hate you all we love you with a bite do not ruin candy corn <laughs> candy have corn have we ever definitively had a three book girl poll about the candy corn no I but we have have we i can i'll do one right now I feel like we constantly talk about it. I'm going to do it right now, and we'll see what the results are by the time we finish recording. How about that? Fine. No, I'm going to leave it up, but we'll see how many people respond okay. while we're recording. It's so I don't know. Good. When you're eight, I get it. But, like, because, I mean, I did. I did it's like a nostalgia it thing. Little. It really is. You know, I think we should move along to something a little more spooky than candy corn. Because I know artificial I know. flavoring candy and coloring, artificial coloring and flavoring is frightful. What? Did you see what someone posted on the tribe that Ken Follett's doing an online exclusive talk? Uh-uh. What? I didn't see that. Yeah. When did that they didn't ta- I think they couldn't tag you in it, but it's November 22nd. It's the You've baby got time. Dude. Damn, or no, it's a, a nine, nine a.m. It's a thing. it's a Monday nine a.m. Oh, talk. Maybe I could talk my mom into making her appointment for her outpatient surgery that day, and then I would be sitting at the hospital doing nothing. See, there you go. And I could watch. Ken well, Pollock. is that Thanksgiving week? Maybe you'll be off. Our our one of our November guests, Gwendolyn Lake. Yeah, yeah is going to be just... on the show. She's the one that put that up. She's a librarian. Ooh yep awesome well i don't know if she's an official librarian she works at the library one of the libraries here in the city doesn't matter i think that's amazing i think it's amazing too and we're excited i don't know if she's going to come out to the house or do it via zoom but it'll still be cool i've only met her just the one time but still pretty exciting guys we really should talk about some books now hello we tried to transition three or four times We got 48 minutes of material here. Yeah. You're going to have to do some cutting. candy corn. You know, lot. you know what's spooky is that we can't stay on topic. <laughs> that's not spooky. That's normal. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a typical Saturday. <laughs> so, Bonnie, what spooky books do you have for us? Well, it does not involve any kind of candy corn. And, Martha, Nuts. you might not want to eat the candy corn while I'm talking about this book. Because this Yay. is the inspiration for your guys' discussion on the meathead oh, that you posted. Oh. Our charcuterie meat face that we put up on our website last week. Yes. Yeah, that Which was I think disturbing, is, dude. I thought it was awesome. I want to go find a face mold so I can make that. You can just get a, um, a, just a plain mask from the Halloween store and just drape some meat over it and you'd have it. So this book is called The Corpse Queen by Heather Herman. And it is kind of like a historical fiction horror novel set in the 1850s in Philadelphia. And this book starts out with a woman who's in prison. But you don't really know who this woman is. So it kind of goes a little back and forth. There's not much about the woman in prison, just little tidbits throughout the book. And you don't find out who that person is until the very end of the book. So it's kind of like a twist right at the end on the prison chick. And then it goes back to the main story, which is about a girl named Molly who's 17. She's an orphan. Her parents, I can't remember exactly what age she was when her parents took her to the orphanage. But basically, one of her parents was very, very sick and contagious. So they took her to the orphanage to stay there until they were better but the other parent ended up catching it and both of them dying. Mm. So then she lived at the orphanage. And um, there's another girl that she's friends with named Kitty. Well, Kitty's been murdered. 
she's dead. It's unclear whether she was murdered or committed suicide. And one of the things that you find out very quickly is that Kitty had an abnormality. She had a tail. You know, back in the 1850s at a Catholic orphanage, she'd be considered, you know, that would be considered a sign of the devil. So Molly actually goes to the gravesite where they've thrown her into this hole, but they haven't actually buried her yet so that she can cut this tail off so that they don't, so that, you know, her death isn't marred by the thoughts of her being touched by the devil because of this tail. Well, she jumps in there. And that sounds like a terrible plan. Probably not very smart, but, <laughs> um, and somebody has already cut off the tail. The tail is gone. Is it like a big tail or like a little <laughs> tail? I need like some, I need some, uh, like, are we talking like, cracks me up. well, it's I would imagine just a, just a little, it's probably like a little floppy boneless penis. Yeah. It's yeah. just kind of like, um, when the I think it's like when the spine grows a little yeah, bit okay. too long. That's what I was envisioning, but I didn't so, know if we were going into the world of like. I mean, haven't you ever seen Shallow Hal? That dude has a little tail. <laughs> no, I've seen. I know what you're. I just was clarifying. I was. In, I didn't want people to envision like a cat tail. Oh, like <laughs> well, it yeah. Okay. And um, like right after this happens, I mean, she's still covered in dirt from being in this grave. And, you know, brunging around with Kitty's dead corpse, she finds out that somebody, one of her quote unquote relatives has paid a donation to the orphanage for her to go to their residence to be a maid, which is something that happened. Somebody, you know, these women who who lived at the orphanage or girls once they became, you know, older and 17, 18 years old. And they, when they couldn't stay at the orphanage any longer, they would usually be purchased by a donation to a, a rich family to become a servant. Because I mean, what other choice did they really have at that point? So she, um, ends up leaving the orphanage at 17, like right after this happens, not knowing where she's going. And she goes to this very nice house and it's supposed to be her aunt's house, which she doesn't know that she even has an aunt. And when she meets this lady, and I can't remember what her name is, it's obviously her aunt because the lady looks just like her mom. She can see the resemblance of her mom. But also this lady is known as the corpse queen because on her estate, she has kind of like a hospital section where she does like medical lectures and where aspiring doctors will autopsy dead bodies. In 18 in the 1800s the only way that you got a dead body is if you stole a corpse that was dead on the street or purchased one from a poor family. So she gets the nickname as the corpse queen because, you know, of the stealing of corpses and the purchasing of corpses. And so right off the bat, she wants to see if Molly is worthy of working for her. And the first thing she does is send her to this hotel to pick up a package. And she gives her strict instructions. Do not open the package. Just go get it. No. Don't open it. You never tell someone don't do something. Well, don't right. Don't open the box. Exactly. <laughs> Especially a so, teenager. What's in the box? She goes to pick up this package from this hotel, and the concierge is very worried about it being damaged on the inside, because I guess that was a custom for them to open the package and make sure that everything is right, everything's in it. It kind of, that mm. way, the person who's picking it up knows that the hotel didn't mess with their stuff. Well, she opens up this box and it's a severed head. She specifically told her not to open the fucking yeah. box. Now, get you. <laughs> I know. Remember, this is like in the first like three chapters. So it sets the pace for this book quite clear. So, of course, you know, this is a 17 year old who just came out of the orphanage and she's like a little freaked out, but she maintains somewhat coolness. And then another lady who is an associate of the corpse queen kind of comes in and helps her out and stuff helps her kind of recover from this, you know, severed head that 
they've opened this box and it's a head and then the head falls out of the box. It's just, it's a mess. But anyways, so um, also very quickly, she comes across some very shady characters when she's trying to go pick up bodies that she's supposed to pick up for the corpse queen. And one of them, who's very creepy, they call him the tooth fairy because what he will do is uh-uh. he sell, he steals bodies and sells them, but he pulls the teeth uh-uh. out of the dead corpses before he sells them to uh-uh. s- to doctors. Uh-uh. I don't like this already. No, no, no. it gets worse. <laughs> it's like no. Then he sells the dead people's teeth to dentists. Oh, to I make knew that was coming. Dentures. dentures. Yeah. No. <laughs> So just think about the fact that people who had dentures back then were walking around with dead people's teeth in their mouth. Yeah. Yeah. So this book is, you're not going to want to eat a whole lot when you're reading this book because it's very, very macabre. Oh my God. And then you're going to make a charcuterie head. <laughs> right. Exactly. Unless you're eating. Oh you can use Martha's stale ass candy corn as the teeth. Right. Teeth like this. <laughs> Oh my god. And then of course it becomes like a thriller mystery because then you have all of these very shady characters. There's also a killer that's on the loose that they just call the knife man who's killing people and then selling their bodies or cutting off body parts. Which was very common at the time. Right. It was very common at the time. And you kind of, I will say that you kind of figure out that some of the people in this book who are supposed to be the good guys aren't exactly the good guys. But there are some twists in there that I did not see coming at all. So it is a, it is very, very dark, very, very twisty. Um, a little gruesome because, I mean, you're talking about dead bodies. You're going to pick up corpses. And it, yeah. Yes, it was it was really good. And the funny thing is, is this isn't even a book I checked out at the library. It just showed up in my queue. So I have. I'm sorry. You read a fucking haunted book from the library. (laughs) Exactly. I did. I was like, my library ghost like really knows my taste. Yeah. She, 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 um, she, she sends me a text. She's like, did you use my library card? And I'm like, uh, no. Why? Well, because this book just showed up. Nope, absolutely not. Because <laughs> I return. never heard of it before. And I looked at it and I was like, this sounds pretty good. Okay, library ghost, let's give it a try. It was absolutely brilliant. fucking not. It's actually the best Halloween read that I have read so far. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was good. It was really good. Maybe and- it's like that time you two like auto downloaded their album to everybody's iPhones. It's really hard to say. I don't know. <laughs> or I could have gone in. It could be one that like I recommended like last year or something mm. and then forgot about or who. But that, that again, book hasn't been published in 400 years, <laughs> <laughs> right. even though it, it took place in 1850. <laughs> it was funny. I'll go back the and try to check it out again and they'll be like. There's no such book. That, I'm gonna go tag. Exactly I'm gonna go tag the author, and then they're gonna be like, "Who? <laughs> <laughs> that author's been dead for a hundred no years. Person. No such person. <laughs> she died when she was five years old. <laughs> <laughs> there were so many red flags leading Bonnie to this book, and she just walked right past all of them. <laughs> now she has the information in her brain and her brain is haunted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It was a pretty fucking cool haunting, so I'm okay with it. Awesome. <laughs> Sweet. That again was called The Corpse Queen by Heather Herman. Ooh, awesome. Now I'm excited. This is a good start to the day. Yes. <clears throat> Keep- or maybe that's just all the sugar running through my veins that's- from my it, yeah. it can't be desiccated candy corn. Yeah, it can't be because you've uh, had like four shots of espresso and five handfuls of stale <laughs> candy corn. I'm buzzing. I'm buzzing. <laughs> Keith, what you got? She's crying. Um, She's laughing so hopefully hard. Hopefully it's not a haunted book like Bonnie's. Mine is like a normal book that was written by a person. And um, <laughs> uh, so I read The Midnight Man by Carolyn Mitchell. And it looks like it's going to be the first in a series because uh, it's part of the Slayton Thriller series and it's number one. And this just came out this past Tuesday. 
Um, so this book, it takes place in like this little small town called Slayton. And it's kind of uh, a town that's uh, divided like by the haves and the have-nots. And in the big have section, there is this huge manor called Blackwell Manor that sits and it's got tons and tons of land around it. And it's owned by like the really rich people in the town. And so like 14 years before the start of the book, there's an evening where this father goes through the house and he shoots his four-year-old son, his father, his mother, who all live in the house, and then his wife, and then he, and his wife tries to hide their 14-year-old daughter in a wardrobe, and he shoots her and then shoots himself. Damn. It sounds like Amityville Horror. Yeah. So obviously it's like a big kind of stink in the town. And, you know, who do you sell the big ass house to once somebody's murdered their whole family in it? So it kind of just sits vacant forever. And then it becomes the haunted house of the town. Because why wouldn't it? Hmm. That's creepy. So 14 years later, or maybe maybe more, a bunch of years later, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't know that they say. Eons Many years later, they have these five like young girls, like they're 15, 14, 15, I guess. And they all get this invitation to play the midnight game at the Blackwell Manor. So they have to write their names on a piece of paper, and then they have to prick their finger and drench the paper in their blood and leave it on the doorstep. And you knock on the door so that 22 times, so that the 22nd time hits the stroke of midnight, and that invites the midnight man into the house. So, and you have to have a lit candle with you. (laughs) And if it goes out. (laughs) Just one more thing, add one more thing. Come on, Keith. Oh no, there's way more things. (laughs) And you have to have a lit candle with you because, and if you don't get it lit again, you die in the dark, he can get you. So he's like a weeping angel. Gotta be able to see it. Yeah, it is kind of like a weeping angel kind of thing. Okay. And if your candle goes out, the only thing that can save you is a salt circle around you. Oh, Jesus. And you have to last in the house from midnight to 3.33 a.m. This is how the game is played. And that's the only way you, so... It does. It sounds like some stupid game made up by a bunch of kids. And I think that's what they think too. So they go in and they're like, oh, we can do this till 3.33. And they all kind of get separated and only four of the girls come back. Ruh-roh. So one of them is just missing. Ruh-roh, Raggy, ruh-roh. <laughs> yes, ruh-roh. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of thinking it was so... like Scooby-Doo when the whole haunted mansion. It's like Scooby-Dooby-Doo. So for the whole book then, like the police obviously come. And uh, so they're trying to figure out exactly what happened because the girls are not talking. Nobody mentions the midnight game. Nobody is mentioning the midnight man, but there is like this young kid, I think he's seven. And when he sleeps, he has these weird like waking nightmares, like these night terrors. And he sees all sorts of bizarre stuff. So he knows about the midnight game because he has seen it in his sleep. Hmm. And so the entire book is the police trying to discover what's happened to this girl, where'd she went? Is there actually a midnight man? Is there actually a midnight game or is it just some messed up thing that happened at the house? It's got all these weird twists and turns and all these different mysteries that you don't even know our mysteries because like, you're like, what on earth is going on? Is this a kid's game? Did something actually happen to this girl? Like what's going on here? It's very like, hmm. it sounds interesting. Cause you think about like, it's more what? suspenseful than yes, gory. Than gory. When you think about yeah. like, that's what makes these type of books scary is you take all of those like things that you'd laugh at. Like we're laughing at the seltzer or laughing at like not 22, but it's like all those things that like make it like, it just reminds me creepy. of it reminds me a lot of the stuff you made up when you were a kid. Not yeah. because Oh no, yeah, it's yeah. very much like Bloody Mary. Like yes, I think yeah. that's why all the kids think it's fun and don't think it's gonna result in a girl going missing. Which is kind of what then The Weeping Angels got her. Yeah. <laughs> 
and she then blamed- that's what everyone has to discover because i mean she's like at that weird age she could have run away she could have like what the hell happened to her like because her friends have no idea interesting um she could have been the mastermind of the game like so we have no idea hmm. dun 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 like but yeah, cramp it, it was. My, I just got a cramp right here. That's exactly where I got my. Oh, now. it really fucking hurts. See? Right here. The midnight yeah. man is coming for right you. Here. That is so bizarre. I'm, we that, got a cramp in exactly the same spot at exactly the same time. Megan and I just did. Oh, it really hurts. Like it does hurt. Yes. Ow. Stop the midnight man. Me, get mad at you. Whoever has my voodoo doll, knock it the fuck off. <laughs> Oh, Megan, quit it. I know. I can't. It's like right on my like knuckle of my thumb. It hurts. Yeah, like right there. That's really yes. Okay, we're not making this up though because I've been like uh, massaging mine for like a minute no, and I'm I look over them rise in pain. and Martha's doing the same thing. Uh, yeah. Lonnie and I are fine because yeah, we're I'm not, not mocking the Midnight Man. Exactly. That's what it was. I believe in that <laughs> no, stuff. No, I wasn't mocking him. I, I didn't play Muddy or Bloody Mary, but I did play the Ouija board. That was like one of my favorite Ugh. things to do. Loved okay, it. I was totally mocking him, and now I'm paying the price because that fucking hurts. <laughs> I know it does. I've been, I've been dealing with Jeez, it since Bonnie yes. started talking. That's why I was over here like <laughs> moving my hand around, like shook my hand out and everything. But this book was only suspenseful and like thrillery and mystery like. It did not make me cry. Oh, good. <laughs> hey, that's nice. an improvement over last week's book. Yeah, it was not gory, so it was it was okay. Um, and that again was The Midnight Man by Carolyn Mitchell. Well, we're gonna stay on the spooky track. Duh. Duh, 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 duh. So <laughs> some people have maybe have seen this cover before. It's a good cover. Um Dude, it's creepy as fuck. It is. So I am reviewing The Taking of Jake Livingston by Ryan Douglas. And the cover of this book is so cool. So we have Jake, or I'm assuming is Jake on the cover, and he's in like his school uniform. And then there's these ghostly hands and this green smoke around him. So it's a really cool cover, which you know I'm down for. Um, So I will give trigger warning for like school violence in this book, because... There's a lot of that referenced. So if you uh, don't want to read about that, then this book is not for you. Um, so we meet Jake as this, he's one of the only black kids in his school. And he's at like a private prep school in Atlanta. And he's just real quiet. But what we learn about him is that he is a medium and he can see the dead world and he can see the ghost around him and in, in their death loop. So basically, like, as this, as the ghost he sees are just reliving their death. So, like, there was a kid that got killed at his school um, by, like, a rogue javelin throw, like, oh. in, the, in the 80s or in the 70s. And so he's, like, out on the, the um, in the track field. This is, like, our first introduction to his, like, what he sees. He's out on the track field for school, whatever. And he's just, like, he's telling you the story of how the guy died. Everyone and that but he's like but i can see it so he literally watches the whole thing unfold where somebody's like look out like he just keeps getting killed by a yes. javelin yeah over- it just like loops over and over and over again god that would suck yeah so it's like a purgatory kind of um so like every time he's out on the field he can see that loop like over and over and over again and as the loop eventually the loop will wear out so, like, one year, like, all of a sudden he'll be missing part of it. The ghost will be missing, like, a foot. And then he'll be, and he'll just eventually, like, disintegrate. Um, so, we're, we're, we're meeting him. We're finding out he's a medium. He can see ghosts. And he has, he calls it the ectomist that he kind of, he, like, guides him around in the dead world. Like, it pops up a lot when there's suspicious things. Um, I liked that it was called ectomist because it reminded me of Ghostbusters. Because ectoplasm i was down for it um but we're so we're getting his point of view but then we also are getting stories from the point of view of another character named sawyer and we learn that sawyer is a ghost we're hearing his story through his diaries and sawyer is a different kind of ghost so he's our school violence he's he was a school shooter 
and he ends up killing nice. killing himself in the process at the end. Um, not a spoiler alert because obviously we know we're reading his journals. And Sawyer isn't stuck in his death loop. Sawyer can fuck with people in the real world. Ooh. And he has latched himself on to Jake and is trying to like possess Jake and like seek more havoc and more revenge because he feels like he didn't do enough carnage before he died. Sounds like a lovely person. Yeah. So, and so it, I, it was an interesting read. It would not have been a book I necessarily would have picked up on my own other than the cover looked cool. Um, but because it was spooky season, I was like, yeah, cause it's been a little buzzy. I've seen it pop up on a couple of lists and in a couple of places online. So I was like, okay, let's, let's go for that. Um, I, I would say I gave it like three and a quarter stars, four stars uh, overall. There's some plot twisting around in there. You learn more about Sawyer and kind of what his family life was like and gives you a frame of where his mind was at the time. Um, you get Jake and his battle between basically good and evil is what it boils down to. Um, and And Jake struggles a lot making friends at school because he's you know always seeing death loops everywhere um he's the only kid like him he's the only black kid in his school he's the only medium in his school there's just all those things in it and it gives just kind of an interesting parallel of their stories and then seeing which way which story goes and it was really i enjoyed it it was a fairly quick read but i i would say three three and a quarter to four stars there's some crazy shit that uh, Sawyer can do that you kind of, when you're reading it, you're like, what? I want to know more about why this is a thing and like how he can do that. And like, what does that mean? And um, it was, it was good. I enjoyed it. See dead people. <sighs> and, and that is the taking of Jake Livingston by Ryan Douglas. Awesome. Now I am going to take you into the heart of, darkness of india for a classic horror novel by classic i mean 1985 but still that is not (laughs) fucking classic it is for this horror novel because 1985 is pretty a long time ago that's pretty it's not class i am not vintage that's, that's pretty you know what you're vintage baby there are not very Damn many it. horror novels that really fall into that category, though. I mean, there are a few. Yeah, that's true. This is called The Song of Kali by Dan Simmons. And I can't believe I hadn't read this. I kept, I, I might have started reading it when I was younger, but for some reason it didn't appeal to me. And as I was going through all of my um my stuff for this year I went you know I never read I don't think I've ever read that so I decided that I would dive into it and I have to tell you that it can you know how many horror novels I've read which Hmm. would pretty much be all of them practically but I was so creeped out by this novel If, if you've ever watched Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and if you've watched that scene where where they're making him drink that stuff that's going to turn him into a zombie dude or whatever, and they're going to rip his heart out, and all of that really scary culty stuff, this book falls into that category. In fact, I was thinking about that movie the entire time I was reading this book. In fact, I even went so far as to look up <laughs> to see if they got their source material from this, from from this book for that movie because it's that close when did the original indiana jones come out um because i watched that in summer camp i don't know what year it was but there's definitely i don't know who who, i know that the the that kali is a real goddess in india so i'm sure that they probably both got their source material from the same place and I'm sure that there's probably some truth to that cult-like behavior that happens in India. But the story follows a, a journalist and his, his wife and baby. And he is going to India to get this manuscript from this dude. 
and he decides he's going to take his wife and child with. And from the very beginning, I'm like, don't take your wife and child to India. It's a terrible idea. You know, it's one of those things where you're yelling at you're you're yelling at the TV saying, "Don't go in that room." <laughs> I felt that way through most of this because every time he would bring up the fact that his wife and daughter were at the hotel or wherever the hell they were, I'm like, "Tell him to go home. You're freaking me out." So he's basically he he goes looking for this guy, and he can't find him. This guy's been missing for eight years and he's trying to find this manuscript and get this manuscript back. And he ends up getting a hold of a copy of it. So you get kind of, you hear part of, part of the information from this manuscript. And it basically talks about, I mean, it, it's a story of this cult basically when Vani was talking about the corpse stealing section of her book, mm-hmm. there's actually a section in this book somewhere. And I don't remember what part of the book it was in exactly, but I know that these two young acolytes were going to join this cult where there was one guy who really wanted to join. And then the other guys just sort of went along and they basically go through all this scary shit at the, at the, uh, beginning and they're like okay well if you want to come back you have to bring Kali a a sacrifice you have to bring two two bodies back with you so they leave and they go out into the city and they're look they're trying to figure out how in the world they're going to get a hold of corpses without actually having to kill somebody Hmm. answer is you're not answer is you resort to so they go so they go to the morgue and they're trying to trying to claim some dead bodies there and they the guy wants to sell them oh my god there's there are some seriously gross scenes in this book about the corpses and oh my god i could smell this book it was a rotting festering hole of india in the 70s late 70s early 80s i oh for me it was it was terrifying on a level that I'm really not used to experiencing because I, it just felt way too real. That, and he did a fantastic job of never really showing you anything. You know what's scarier than looking at a monster? Not seeing the monster. Not looking exactly. at the monster. Exactly. And that's what this book did. And what's even more impressive is that this was his very first novel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. Now, he's an old fart that lives someplace in Colorado now, but this was his first novel, and it, it, as far as I can tell, one of his best novels. I mean, I did review a novel last year from him, I think, or the year before. You know, I've always admired him as a writer, so he's a great writer. This book was on a, a plane almost by itself. It almost felt like a true story because you really get that, that feeling from it. I, I don't know how else to explain it to you is it just really super creeped me out. Of course it gets pretty freaking scary around towards the end of it when he realizes where this guy is. And if you want to know the answer to that, you're just going to have to read the book because I obviously can't spoil it, but it was super creepy and it will forever be for me in the top list of horror novels of all time it was it was and if you look at goodreads you see a lot of one star one star ratings in there so people either loved it or they hated it but i could not find i mean it terrified me but i can't even even really put my finger on why i think the fact that it felt so real and maybe because i had some of the visuals from Indiana Jones. From the Temple of Doom. Yes. <laughs> Kalima. Kalima. <laughs> yeah. Totally fucking freaked me out, man. Anyway, that was uh, The Song of Kali by Dan Simmons. Kalima. Don't, that's <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> Creepy. 
totally understand that you could smell that book because oh, my book my was the God. same way with those. Yeah, there was a lot of festering corpses in, Unfresh in my book. Unfresh corpses. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Love me some festering corpses. Yeah, a lot of rotting bodies. <clears throat> I mean, I gagged so badly when I, I dropped a... Uh, I broke a bottle of fish sauce in my pantry the other day and the whole time that I was gagging my way down the hallway I was thinking I would never be able to react well if there was actually a dead body in my vicinity (laughs) I can't even clean up the goddamn fish sauce off the pantry floor taste that stuff really fucking reeks you ever smelled that you ever tried get that out of your tile no, no, thank God. Ron had to come in and clean it up for me. I couldn't do it. I kept gagging. Well, it's good to know that you wouldn't make it in crime. Yeah. In murder. Well, at least not in, in uh, non-fresh corpse uh, yeah, territory. Yeah, she'd have to bury those corpses so quick. you'd have to dispose of the body quick. Yeah, I got to get myself a, ba- a vat of acid going right away on that. <laughs> Pigs. Yep, find a pig farm. Or while they have your septic tank dug up, just throw them in there. Well, yeah, just yeah. throw it That'd in. That'd be a the... good spot to put it, you know, because that's pretty stinky anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Megan, for that tip. I You're guess welcome. I can go out and murder somebody. <laughs> yeah, <this laughs> do it quick. <laughs> do it quick. It's getting hot in here now. See, and I'm comfortable today. So take off all your clothes. I can't believe Megan's still got her jacket on. I'm over here roasting to death. How about you, Bonnie? Are you hot? I mean, it's a little warm, but not that bad. I'm, you're hot i'm comfortable yeah. today is always hot i was gonna say if you're hotter than i am right now that says but something. in my defense i also got my flu shot and my covid booster three days ago so my body temperature is not a good gauge of actual temperature rooms yeah i need to go get my covid booster vani does too you know you can get pfizer now as a booster is it opened for everybody now i think if you i think much- all you have to do is say i have pre-existing conditions and they'll give you one did you have Pfizer yeah. to begin with? No, Johnson she has Johnson and Johnson. And Johnson but now they're saying that oh, I haven't people heard. who have Johnson and Johnson should get one of the other ones as a booster. Oh, I haven't heard um, that. I saw it on the news this morning. Yeah, I saw it on the news this morning too. But I think they're still doing. I think if you high just risk people walk in mm. and say, "Give me a booster," they'll give you one. Shit, they were giving them three, four weeks ago. I'd already. have to find a clinic or something doing it. CBS. Pennsylvania, if you you can get one if your like BMI is over something really ridiculous, yeah. like twenty five. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure we, we did work. My family can sure get one. Is. We we did one. We did. We were doing them at work. You don't have to show any kind of proof of. Anything. I will say this one. Like, God, I have a little bit of a welt from this one. It did of, you get a welt? A little bit. Uh-huh. It's still a little tender, but I did knock. It knocked me on my ass Thursday afternoon about. I got it at like 1.30 Wednesday and about 1.30 Thursday, I hit like a wall. I was just like so exhausted. I left, I had to leave work and like come home take a nap. Wow. I was like, I'm so tired. And I remember being tired after the first or second dose of Pfizer. Mm-hmm. But this, and it could have been because I got them both at the same time and my body was yeah. like, bitch, yeah. with the vaccines, <laughs> calm it down. Like, <laughs> don't need the flu shot and the COVID shot at the same fucking time. What are you thinking? But... God, this was a scary podcast. It was. We had a lot of ghosts we in this podcast. We had some good stuff this week. I, I think wow. it'd be pretty terrifying to realize there was a ghost trying to possess mm-hmm. you. <laughs> that possesses my library account. Just sends me <laughs> random books. Maybe. You know, this isn't the first time that I've had a no, random this, book show up. It, I remember weird. the book that I read and the read, and the book was actually really good. It's not something I would have picked out for myself. You've got a library ghost. I think she does. But I was like, man, it showed up. Let's just read or this and see what it's about. Somebody's like mistyped their library card and it's your number. <laughs> and they're right. They're random. not getting their books. They're like, what the fuck, guys? <laughs> <laughs> they're one number off from yours. <laughs> they're, they're 55 and you're 56. <laughs> Something like that. Mom. I don't remember when it was, but I remember the book. I don't remember the name of it, but it was like this chick that had been in prison because she was wrongfully accused of killing somebody and she decided to make it her mission to find the actual killer it's it's a very very dark book yeah i don't think that was during horror month though so we this could legitimately be the first ever haunted book pick haunted book pick yeah could be 
I mean, when a ghost story just shows up in your library account, I mean, how <laughs> fucking weird is that? It's that kind of weird. pretty weird. And Megan and I getting cramps in the exact same thumb at the exact same time. And we're not even sitting next to nope. each other. No. And we weren't we weren't talking about it or no, or, I was just sitting just here painfully happened. by myself. I'm thinking we might have like an internal haunting. We might need to you know sage. What? Maybe it's that. It's the fucking futon. It's the futon. Yeah, That's why the sure girlfriend it's there left and it. Not here. <laughs> There's a haunted futon in in the uh, in the podcasting studio. That's got to be what it is. That's the only That's different. That's why thing. she left it. She was like, "That fucking thing is haunted. I am leaving it." <laughs> Jeebus. Well, that's funny. We we uh, we bow down to your hauntedness, uh, futon. Please don't stop. don't give me any more thumb cramps. That was painful. <laughs> Maybe I've just been texting too much. Well, quit making fun of the ghosts, and oh, they you're won't. Right? Yeah. I don't make fun of ghosts. I respect the shit out of the ghosts. Yeah, it was my fault. I was disrespectful I, to ghost to ghostages. I just advised playing "Carry On My Wayward Son." Maybe that's wow. why I all of a sudden got hot. <laughs> And you guys didn't. I feel like the, the ghost, ghost is doing doing it to me because I've been mocking it. The ghost needs a good playlist, so he needs. Carol I wish he'd make me hot in a different kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> that's Ew. a that's a different kind. I'm of I'm not ghost. going there with a ghost. Could you go there well, a little muddy, but no. a little lower, please? Because uh, <laughs> oh my god, yeah. yeah. Well, you have to be careful with that because if you get too much burning down there, <laughs> it's something else. Yeah, that's true. Burning in the Netherlands is probably not a good way to end the podcast. But aren't you supposed to get chills? <laughs> Netherlands or nether regions. Nether regions. Oh my God. I have got to tell you something. <laughs> oh, I, wish, I wish you could all see Vani's face right now because it was like a, a light bulb went off and she was like, oh wait, I have a story. What? Okay, ending coming right up. It's not like, you know, spooky, scary or anything. It's just fucking weird. So I'm in line to um do the plasma thing and i'm waiting to go up to so that they can do your like blood pressure and check your iron and all that crap and there's a lady who's standing in front of me social distance you know we're both standing on our our respective squares and um we were kind of talking back and forth about iron because that's one thing that i always have a problem at and she's like well did you know that when your iron's low your boo-boo is darker well i thought she said blood because we're all wearing masks and stuff and she's a little ways away and i'm like your blood is darker when your iron is higher she's like no your your boo boo and she kind of points down and i'm like she's like i don't want to say the word i'm like oh well i don't who calls that a boo boo well i don't and i told her i'm like well i don't know if that's darker Maybe I didn't wake up and put my le- my head between my legs to see if my hoo-hoo. they're saying if your iron's maybe she was low. Hoo-hoo. If maybe it was hoo hoo, but I swear to God, she said boo boo because I thought she said blood. So she mm. was saying something with a B. And God damn, Vonnie. if your iron's low, if your iron's high, it's supposed to be darker, is what she said. And I'm like, I think I got that. I think you backwards. got that mixed up because you said low. It, like if your iron's high it's darker and so i thought i thought she said blood like if your blood's darker your iron's high she's trying to say like she's trying to say her junk her junk is darker when her irons and i'm like what the doctor looks like i'll take a blood test rather than just the screening yeah for that yeah you're like i don't want to give my blood can you just look at my junk and see if it's dark down there (laughs) oh my god Oh, I have an aversion God. to needles in my finger. I mean, you know, we did talk about our nipples matching our lips, but this is a little That's too a far. new level. So I wonder, you know, we, me. we talked about that. So I wonder if your nipples are darker when your iron is higher. That would be something that would be a little bit more convenient to check out. Yeah. Instead of having to take your pants off in the blood donation You're place. You're like... <laughs> Taking selfies underneath your shirt. This is this trying is, to see how this is really is. why there's a blood shortage. Because everyone's like, I'm not doing that. I'm not taking my pants off for you, you asshole. Back off. That sounds like is a you're haunted, or do you just have high iron? That sounds like a line. They bring you back this, in that he, little. This is your moment to write the romance sequel to the Haunt of a JJ book. Really, it, it's just a line. They take you back in that little room and close the door at the Bloodmobile, and they're like. 
we're out of needles. We're going to have to check your iron another way. <laughs> I think that lady might have had a little action on the side or something before. She had kind of a perverted tech. <laughs> she had a little something on the side. Oh, my God. All right, and that's going to do it for... Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.